boom. <laughs> Here we are now. Let's see what's uh we got the big arena open. There we go. Put this in here. Okay. Watching, I just got to say, watching Sticks and Anomaly argue about economics is it's like watching the Special Olympics. Neither one of them really know what they're talking about and it's very frustrating to sit there and have to just be like, I don't know. I like both guys and other things and I feel like they do understand economics better than noobs or whatever or plebs but for guys that have when the you know in the hundreds of thousands of followers you think I don't know read a book or two it just was sad somebody asked them to debate me and I, it looked like they both shit their pants they're never gonna do that uh and I, I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to uh, do what I did to Destiny to them. I actually like Sticks a lot. He's a libertarian. I agree with him on most things. But uh, that's the difference between generalities and specifics. You know, I was thinking about it. Tim Poole said the other day himself, Crowder, Sticks. I said, yeah, all three of you don't talk about Israel. Crowder's pro-Israel and Tim and Sticks just avoid it. And that's why they're still on YouTube. Anomaly, I don't know. I've seen some of his videos. I like it. I liked what I saw. But those two debating each other really exposed them both. It was like, God damn, y'all don't know anything. Uh, trying to talk about Venezuela and stuff and just... Eh. This meme going around about Cuba, by the way, saying, Oh, yeah, it's because uh, of U.S. sanctions. That's why things are... U.S. sanctions on agriculture, that's why they're starving. Cool story. Uh, not true. Exempting food and agricultural products from U.S. sanctions. Since the year 2000, there have not been economic sanctions on Cuba for agriculture or medicine. And since 2001, there haven't been any economic sanctions on agriculture and medicine on North Korea, Iran, Libya, Syria, or uh, not Syria. Or uh, Sudan. Syria, unfortunately, has been in the middle of a war. And Libya was also attacked. But as for Cuba, Venezuela, and North Korea, they fail all on their own. And it's not as simple as because of socialism. Socialism has dramatically harmed Venezuela. Uh, and in Cuba and North Korea, it's been worse than that. It's been straight up communism. North Korea is has starved when as soon as the Soviet Union fell fell and couldn't prop them up they have failed on their own and even though they're allowed to buy food they can't produce it on their own they can't get the machine parts and things to even tow their fields they have people and cattle towing fields like with ropes and things uh, it's sad but that's what happens when you confiscate private property and in Venezuela, aside from reneging on oil, that foreign investors had put in billions to refine oil in Venezuela and then Chavez just reneged the deals and replaced 19,000 people with Chavez loyalists. On top of that, they made price controls 
which is whether you're socialist or communist, is a recipe for disaster. This is different than something like Norway or the United States does subsidizing farms. That will harm you a little bit. But when you put the on the consumer side rather than the production side and you say, oh, you can only sell for this amount. The left thinks that's great. They no more, you know, no more expensive goods. We're going to make everybody have to sell them for less. Right. So you can get eggs for five cents. Now all the poor people can eat. But that's not what happens. First, people hoard because things are cheap. They buy more of them. Uh, but that doesn't up the production because you're selling it for less money. Uh, secondly, you have shortages because the people making the eggs are saying, gee, it costs me X amount of money to raise chickens and lay eggs, and then I'm only allowed to sell them for three cents at the store, who then resells them for five cents or 50 cents or whatever. It costs more to make the good than you can sell it for. I'm going to stop making eggs. I'm going to do something else. And then you have no eggs. You have shortages on goods. There was a point anomaly brought up. It was like, all oh, the Republicans inflated money in 2020. And da, 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 da. Like, yeah, you forgot about Corona. The majority of the money that was printed was because of COVID cash. Because they shut down all these businesses. It was a total overreaction. Got a great video on that later. The first three years of the Trump presidency, they were not doing that. It all happens in 2020 because of COVID cash. COVID cash is also why you're having unemployment. and But it's not the kind of unemployment of no one can find a job. It's no one's willing to work because they're already getting paid. So even though businesses are allowed to reopen, they can't find employees. And the left would say, yeah, just pay them more money. And then they'll come back. So you got to compete with the COVID cash. Here's the problem with that. If your employees cost more than what they sell, right? It costs more for your payroll or as much for your payroll as what you're selling each day, then you can't hire them. I'm sure you'd get the best employee ever if you paid $500 an hour, but you know, if they're not selling a thousand dollars worth of stuff an hour, then you're losing money. Say why a thousand, not five hundred? Well, you got to pay for inventory. You have to pay for the lease on the building you're using. If it's a, there's so many costs in a business besides your employees, and these narcissistic assholes don't see that. They're like, you're making X amount, and I'm only making this little amount. Yeah. And you're not paying rent on the building or the electric bills or the utilities or any of the inventory or this or this or this or this or this. That's why. Sometimes there'll be a restaurant where the chef makes more than the owner. Because he gets a pretty high salary but doesn't have any of the expenses. All the food he's cooking, the owner had to buy first and then resell it. And if you don't sell at least half of it for double the price, you're not even going to break even. You're going to go less than that. Because you can't just pay for inventory. You have to pay for all your employees too. And lots of other costs. Alright, anyway. It's just... You can tell when someone's never worked in a business. You can tell they've always been a professional student or just had some weird job. You know, YouTubing or something like that. They don't need to have employees or whatever. Anyway... People who can't debate shouldn't do it.
Big news in the title of the thing. I was just jib-jabbing while people were trickling in. Voter fraud proof. Now, this should be the biggest fucking story since, you know, the dirt on Assange came from a liar in Iceland, which should have been a big story and wasn't either. So here's another massive story. It's just, you know, the U.S. election, and it was stolen. But, hey, it made it to Fox. That's about it. You know, just like the Texas Democrats that fled to Washington as they wanted an absence of a quorum. <laughs> they don't want to vote. They don't want to allow voter ID. They're calling it voter suppression. If you don't have ID, people are going to cheat. You can vote more than once very easily. Uh, and you can also just print ballots and say you got them in the mail and cheat. I could just print thousands of ballots and already have a marked, let's say, for Biden or something and say, oh, yeah, these came in the mail from whom doesn't matter. You can't check. You're not allowed to do an audit. They're from nobody. That's how sometimes you have 100 percent people voting or sometimes more than 100 percent of the eligible voters voted. You know, there's fraud and they don't care. And Sidney Powell and Linwood ruined everything talking about. Dominion shootouts in Germany over servers and all this bullshit. They actually told people in Georgia not to vote during the Senate race. It's only, oh, there's a tie. This is going to be who controls the Senate. They told Republicans not to vote. Those are operatives. You can't possibly be that fucking stupid. And QAnon were attached to them like a couple of dingleberries. Never won a case, by the way. Neither one of those two. And they just went around with this Q-tard bullshit. Blaming the machines and all that. You don't have to get that complicated into having the machine flip the votes and stuff. All you have to do is pre-print a bunch of votes and have people scan them in the middle of the night while no one's looking. And that's what they did. They had stacks of votes. They forced the Republican poll watchers and all to leave. And then they just started running those votes all night because they were down by hundreds of thousands. Places like Pennsylvania, they couldn't even cheat fast enough. It's Trump's up by 800,000 votes. Here come the stacks of Biden votes. Crisp off the printer. They had to bring them in on a fucking forklift because they needed so many. All right, all y'all run these through the machines. We're just going to get... A million votes consecutively for Biden and zero for Trump. And the media is not going to say anything. Don't worry. And they didn't. Like there's, okay, they're coming in the mail. You're saying all the votes that came in the mail were Biden. Yup. That's what they want you to think. Okay, here is uh, Tucker, the only guy with the nuts to cover this. In a warehouse. Except it's not true. It now appears there actually was meaningful voter fraud in Fulton County, Georgia, last November. That is not a conspiracy theory. It's true. From the beginning, this show has tried to be fact-based when we talk about the 2020 election results. So here's what we know tonight, factually. At least 36 batches of mail-in ballots from the November election were double-counted in Fulton County. That's a total of more than 4,000 votes. Those numbers come from a group called Voter GA, which, along with Bob Cheely, sued to get them. The final tally from the double counts we know about amounts to more than 3,300 votes for Joe Biden and 865 votes for Donald Trump. 
Now, before you dismiss Bob Cheeley and voter GA as dishonest partisan actors, keep in mind that the strongly left of center Atlanta Journal-Constitution appears to agree with this, at least in outline. The newspaper reviewed the available digital ballot images independently and concluded that hundreds of ballots were improperly duplicated. What does that look like exactly? Well, here's what it looks like. At a press conference yesterday, a consultant with Voter GA called David Cross showed how we can be certain that votes in Fulton County were counted more than once. Watch. What I'm going to show you here is two ballots side by side. One of them is marked for Jason Shaw, and it's got a little squiggle mark next to it. You can see it's got the identical mark on the second one. And the ballot image is stored up here on the top left. So this one over here is scanner 5162, that's scanner number three, fax number 235, image number 19. And that matches 234, image 59. So you have the same ballot counted twice in the images and counted in the audit. How that's possible, I don't know. How's that possible? I don't know. Every American should want to know, because the answer gets to the heart of the integrity of our elections, otherwise known as our democracy. We're not talking about a couple of ballots here. We're talking about a lot of ballots, at least hundreds of ballots involved, enough potentially to affect the outcome of the election. Here's another example. Here's one of the next ones. All right, so same facts, number 234, image number two, and 235, image number 61, Republican, 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 all the way down to the point where this little spot up in Fannie Willis matches this one over here. There's no question that that ballot was counted twice. So what's the explanation for this? Well, if you ask Fulton County, these discrepancies, the ones you just saw on the screen, were isolated incidents. Just a handful of bad ballots happens all the time. The county claims that any errors were caught in previous recounts. The problem is that neither one of those claims is true. Surveillance footage obtained by voter GA appears to show large numbers of ballots being scanned multiple times. Pay attention in the tape we're showing you to the woman wearing yellow at the desk. According to voter GA, she slides ballots into a scanning machine, removes the ballots, and then reinserts the same ballots. This happens multiple times. The question is, how many times were those ballots counted? Was each vote counted more than once? Fulton County won't answer that question. Now, one way to know the answer would be to check what are called audit tally sheets. Tellingly, for months after the presidential election, Fulton County failed to provide more than 100,000 of those tally sheets, including 50,000 of them for mail-in ballots. When voter GA finally forced Fulton County to turn over the tally sheets, the conclusion was stunning. Here's what the audit found, quote, seven falsified audit tally sheets containing fabricated vote totals. For example, a batch containing 59 actual ballot images for Joe Biden and 42 for Donald Trump was reported as 100 for Biden and zero for Trump. The seven batches of ballot images with 554 votes for Joe Biden, 140 votes for Donald Trump and 11 votes for Joe Jorgensen had tally sheets in the audit falsified to show 850 votes for Biden, zero votes for Trump, and zero votes for Jorgensen. Wait, did you just follow that? How is that not flat-out criminal fraud? We'd love to know, because it certainly sounds like flat-out criminal fraud. 
We've obtained photographs showing what went on during the recount process for mail-in ballots in Fulton County. These pictures were taken by a whistleblower who participated in the recount. She said she noticed something odd as she did. None of the ballots that she saw had any creases on them. You can see the stacks of unfolded ballots on your screen now. That's strange because, of course, mail-in ballots need to be bent in order to be mailed in. These ballots clearly had never been inside an envelope. And then the whistleblower noticed something else. All of the ballots, the whistleblower tells us, have been filled out by a printer, not by hand. And many of them supported the exact same candidates, Democrats, including Joe Biden. Voter GA detected a series of other apparent irregularities in the recount. The group's audit found, for example, that, quote, over 200 Fulton County mail-in ballot images contained votes that were not included in the hand count audit results for the November election. Now, why is that? We don't know. Keep in mind, once again, the results in the state of Georgia were decided by fewer than 13,000 votes. It was a close race. Every vote mattered. And then there's this. An elections expert called Mark Davis analyzed data from the post office. He found that nearly 35,000 Georgia voters moved out of their county of residence more than a month prior to Election Day. They were ineligible to vote, and yet they did. They still voted in their old county. That is illegal. It's not a small thing. Violating election law is something we should care about. And by law, their vote should have been excluded from the total. But they were not excluded. Why are we okay with that? Why are we okay with any of this? Well, we're okay with it because we've been told we have to be okay with it. We're undermining democracy if we ask questions about what happened during the 2020 election. And of course, that's a perfect inversion of the truth. Without answers to legitimate questions like the ones we just posed, and those are legitimate questions, democracy dies. People begin to understand that the system they've been told is on the level is in fact rigged. And when they believe that, God knows what they do next. So let's find out what actually happened. Let's find out immediately. Let's find out without shame. It's our right to know. It's our responsibility to know. Don Voigt is one of the best-known actors in the world. We talk today in a warehouse. Except it's not true. It now appears there actually was meaningful voter fraud. Bam. Caught on tape. Rescanning ballots, and most of all, and most easy, this is the easiest way to cheat. We're going to allow mail-in ballots because of corona, and once it's out of the envelope, you have no idea where it's from. They throw the envelopes away. There's no signature, nothing. So you could just print a bunch of votes and say, yep, these came in the mail. There's no way to verify that they're in the mail. Because only one party's counting them and in the middle of the night. They cheated. Had some shekel chats from the bigot arena. First from Mike in Maryland. 25 says, what a cockroach. <laughs> Roll the urban moving systems deportation. Why did Schmuel celebrate his wedding anniversary if it was just a visa violation? ADL says, nothing to see here except visa violations. Yeah. Of course they say that. There are over 200 Israelis arrested after 9-11 for visa violations. Um, look, Yarn Shmuel is part of a group of five that were hauled in, and all of them had different stories during interrogation as to where they were uh, when the event happened. Shmuel lied and said they didn't get there until 10 o'clock. The problem is they're on film, 
at Doric Tower. Did you know this? They sent in from the when the truck pulled around the front of the building to go to the back. It's on camera at eight thirty one. Okay, the planes hit at eight forty eight. The first one, eight thirty one. So they had pulled in there and been sitting there for over ten minutes smoking cigarettes and stuff before the plane hits, and then they get out and start celebrating and high fiving and so on. They're also on film from their own cameras at Doric Tower, uh, which clearly shows that they were there before or just as the first plane hit because it's still on their camera. It's definitely not 10 o'clock because then both towers would have been hit and only one of them is hit in the pictures. Um. Anyway, they. we know when they got to work. We know when they got to Doric, like within the minutes. And uh, he lied. And he thought it was so awesome he got married the next year on September 11th to a woman who already had, had children with a different man. They took a big vacation. I think they went to Australia or India. One of them went to India. One of them went to Australia. One of them went to Germany. Uh, I'm sick of re-explaining 9-11. Just watch Empire on Mass to put Five hours of info in that movie. It's available on the website. Andre Kelly sends 20 and just a dot. I remind everyone that for $20 you can get an audio book. So if you already have it and you just want to donate because you're Chad, awesome. But if not, you should get an audio book. I think you'll enjoy it. Gudmunder Thor Carlson from Iceland says, I have to correct you on what you said about chefs making more money than the owner. A lot of chefs are high on drugs during the latter part of their shift because of the stress level. For example, I worked in a large restaurant for one summer. When I was 16, the head chef was a cokehead who could barely speak correctly. Well, it just depends on what kind of restaurant you're in, you know. Um, there are times where an employee makes more than the boss, though. That's basically Hatter's Island <laughs> a lot of times. They just need people to cook, and it's nothing complicated. It's usually just either grilling or frying fish and this and that, And but it is it sucks to cook all day. It's a hard job, and you should get a good salary, and it is a skill. It's skilled labor, but um, it's possible to spite everything you're selling that day. Like when you minus half for what it costs to bring the food there, and then you minus the payroll for all the employees and whatever the uh, month's lease is on the building, and all the utilities and stuff. And then everything else involved. The dishes and cups. And da 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 da. That um, your employees will make more than the owner. Anyway. Uh, the reason there's a shortage of workers. And unemployment. Is because why should you bother with a low end job. If you get paid the same amount. To sit on your ass. And play video games and watch Netflix. Because you're collecting Corona checks. You're not scared of Corona, and you're not going to die from Corona. Uh, but they support that nonsense and the mask wearing and everything else because the longer it lasts, the longer they don't have to work, and they can just collect a check from the government. The problem is that's going to cause shortages too. It's not just the inflation. like You're having uh, money without labor, so you're just going to print money. It's going to devalue money. We had like 5% inflation just in June. Biden's just throwing the money around. It's not just that. It's if people don't go to work, then they're not making things. 
So you could say, oh, I'm going to collect my Rona check or whatever. Yeah. And now you have gas shortages and chicken shortages and shortages in all number of things because there are not enough people working. I just heard in North Carolina over 4th of July weekend, there are restaurants closed. That's like a $20,000 weekend because they couldn't get anyone to work. Well, everyone wants to go celebrate the 4th of July. So, you know, they don't want to be working on the 4th of July. They don't want to be an adult. People work on, you know, obviously, but they don't want to do that. So they don't. And hey, you can collect a Corona check. So no consequence. It must be great for cash jobs. If you're making tips as a bartender or a waitress or whatever and you just don't declare what you make. Or you can get that and your corona check. They couldn't find referees for school soccer games because you'd have to report that. And even though you'd only be working like a couple times in the month for games, you'd lose your corona cash. They have disincentivized work. It turns out if you pay people not to work, they won't. But if you don't have people working, you don't have production, and you end up with shortages. And if you're going to pay a bunch of people with money, just straight off the printing press, or even if you redistribute it through taxes, you're still going to have inflation. It's not The dollar is not worth what it was if you don't have to work to get it. If they just come then people are more willing to spend them on dumb stuff. Anyway, DJ Cogdale for three. Secession for the win. Polls are finding more and more people all over the United States want to secede. About one-third of the West Coast Democrats and two-thirds of Southern Republicans onward to Diagonalon. And then it says Diagonalon. I saw the poll you're referring to. They only talked to 2,750 people. So that poll is bullshit. I wish two-thirds of the South wanted to secede. And I know the poll, you're like, oh, it's... I think it was like 60% of Republicans and 50% of Independents or something. Um, that's not a large enough sample size for a state, much less the United States. So that poll is, is crap. Sorry to say. I'm all for secession, but it is not that popular yet. I wish it was. Or if it is, that we don't have a proper poll on that. You can't just... Do an online survey and say, aha, my statistics. So I'm glad I saw that one so I can call that out. I would like to, rather than secede, expel. Like, just, just kick out the West Coast. Really, if they would just hone in on this voter fraud, you could put a lot of people in jail. Every fucking worker that was rescanning ballots, that's a federal crime. They should be living in a cage. And the mail-in, I don't know how you're going to catch them without an audit. And they're not going to allow an audit. They just won't. They will break the system before they get caught doing that. Every single talking head on shitlib media acted like wanting voter ID was hearkening back to the Jim Crow era. The fucking weirdos that got on a bus with their cases of Miller Lite and not wearing masks, by the way, and some of them took private flights to D.C. 
thought of themselves as heroes and compared what they were doing to the American Civil War. Right. Because you're out there with a bayonet, you know, on a horse, charging at another guy. Right. They just didn't want to allow it because they know with voter ID, all these illegals can't vote, all these dead people can't vote, and you can't just mail in votes yourself 400 times. If they can't cheat, they can't win. That's the reality. They never explain that. This is for voter reform. They want to access to more voters. Like, no. <laughs> it, if you don't have ID, what's to prevent you from voting more than one time? What's to prevent an illegal from voting? How do you know you didn't vote in person and the mail? How do you know you don't? If you're mail-in votes, you could sell your vote to someone else. Like, here, I'll sign it, give me the money, and then hand them the paper, and then they can mail it in for you. Or you could just go scan it a bunch of times, print it. You could print out more ballots that you never even mailed to people. They just never leave the room. You just sit there and fill them out yourself for your guy. Let's say count these, you know, after 2 a.m. That's what they did. There's no way that the lopsided ratio of mail-in votes for Biden versus Trump was so high only in swing states, only in certain cities, uh, particularly ones run by the mob like in Philly. No way. One Star Texan says the problem is the FBI is a full commie now. They won't arrest their comrades. Well, here's one for you. You remember the Whitmer kidnapping? You know, well, she doesn't really kidnap anything, but they were going to go kidnap the governor. Now we find out over a dozen FBI agents were in on that raid, and they're trying to get some hobo to go along with it. And everything would have been blamed on the homeless person. A dozen FBI agents. And the leader of the clique, and they timed this right during the election so it would hurt Trump and the Republicans. The leader is now the head of the Washington field office and is in charge of the D.C. riot case, which was also COINTELPRO from the FBI. They disrupted the discussion about voter fraud. There were 50, 50 fucking congressmen and they on to contest the vote. And you had a senator and congressman on each state that was contested and they had it in writing. And they were on the floor giving their arguments about the irregularities which the American public never saw or got to hear. You all heard all the kook stuff from the Powell Wood faction. That's just like everybody heard the kook stuff about 9-11 from Alex Jones and Loose Change and never got to hear the real arguments. Well, they started telling some of the real arguments in Arizona, and then the FBI, along with some hapless idiots that followed them, broke down the barricades or just opened them up. And these fools go walking around like stunned deer in the Capitol. They didn't go there to steal a laptop. They didn't go. They go went there because the FBI go to them in there. And then one of the agents kills Ashley Babbitt, shoots her. No, hands up, freeze, nothing. Just pow, right through the window. Kills a woman. Unarmed woman from California. Shot dead in the Capitol. 
An American has now died in the Capitol building. Think about that. An American died inside the Capitol building and was killed by her own government. They didn't want to talk about voter fraud. That's why people were there. They'd sent dual electric, so we'd like everything I was saying on YouTube before we got access said, fuck Palinwood, this is what you need to do on your state, get dual electrics, which they did, it was very hard to do, they sent them to DC, which you're legally allowed to do, what the process is, you had to have one congressman, one senator, contest it and have it in writing, and we got that also, and we had 50 extra, and the arguments were never made. Which meant the American people never got to see what the arguments even were. You can't say it on Twitter or Facebook or social media, they'll ban you. You can't say it on TV, because that's just shit-lib state-run media. So they never got to see it. And the FBI, the fuck if they were going to let that be. Even if it had gone through and Mike Pence had said, F you, give me your finger, and just heard all the arguments, didn't matter how much they made sense, and they just did it their own way. The American public would have got to see the entire process and they would have known that it was a sham. That, oh my lord, they cheated. They fucking cheated. And that these people aren't crazy. Just like the Wuhan lab leak. You're not allowed to say that on social media. They'll ban you. All the TV was against it. But that's what happened. Fucking commies. And now, yeah, they don't arrest Antifa. They just let them burn stuff. Someone like Kyle Rittenhouse defends businesses himself. Shoots three of these communists who were attacking him. All self-defense. And now they're labeling him a white supremacist and acting like he he was on the offense. He was on the defense. And he's not a racist. Mike Maryland, what was Dershowitz's role in the deportation of the high fibers? He didn't have a role in that. That was uh, Michael Chertoff is the one that had them sent back to Israel. They spent 71 days in jail. And Chertoff has them sent back to Israel to go join Dominic Suter. I mean, the moment they realize this is tied to the Israeli state, this isn't just some lone Jewish terrorist or something, that was it. They're like, well, but you know, kind of like the USS Liberty. I don't want to embarrass an ally. It was the plan the whole time. Israel got caught with a fake Al-Qaeda cell months later, 2002. Look it up. They were recruiting people. The Israelis were pretending to be like officers of bin Laden, whatever, and were recruiting terrorists to attack Western targets. That's not new for Israel. And they got caught running a fake Al-Qaeda cell. Just like the FBI does. They try and find people to do stupid shit. They give them the guns. They give them the plan. They tell them where to be. They give them everything they need. They just need some hapless retard to go along with it. We had COINTELPRO in my house. during the We were protesting the Iraq War. And we watched something from Outfoxed. Which is just some fucking leftist thing. But it was against the war. It was a way to organize things. And we were watching, I think it was a Michael Moore film or something. And um, these people from New Jersey, and I knew from their accent, and I also saw their car license plate outside, 
um, and they were trying to act like they're from Virginia. I'm like, why does your car say New Jersey? Oh, yeah, we're driving through. We're on our way to Florida. It was a couple. They weren't even really a couple. And uh, the guy in my kitchen starts trying to say, you know what we ought to do? And he lays out this violent scenario that I can even say. And I told him, no, we're not going to do that. It's insane. It would make things worse. It's wrong. And I know you're in the FBI. <laughs> but that's how desperate they were to find these groups. You know, these There just isn't a dragon to slay. But they need to justify their budget. Best Dressed Guest says, Thanks for covering voter fraud. It's such an important issue. As for voter rights, it seems like the typical leftist has never actually met a black person or they really think black people don't have driver's license or photo ID. Oh. Um, yeah, they don't. There's footage of people going around college campuses saying is voter ID racist and they think, yeah, they don't think like Latinos and blacks can find a DMV or use a cell phone or a computer. Like they really have this holier than thou attitude where they feel like they're privileged and above them and they have to help the lesser than. And the other ones know damn well. Of course they have ID. We don't care. We need illegals to vote. John Bolton slaps down to Benjamin. Love you, bro. Mad respect for you, bro. Damn, we need a blood sport. Ha ha. Well, here's what I'll do. I'm always fine with debating anybody. My answer is yes, every time. As I always win the debates and it benefits me. You got to get the other person to agree. And I'm not doing it for Ralph retort. Because I don't see the point in entertaining a bunch of monkey level racists. Because it's not Ralph, but his crowd is dumber than AIDS. Bunch of racists. Bunch of just idiots. And they just want to see someone getting taken down a peg. And they can't do it themselves. Because they're literally retarded. But they know I could do it. And like when I pants Destiny, they all had a big fucking party. But any one of them, he would eat them alive. Because as dumb as he is, they're so far down the ladder you can't even see him. Like he's a genius compared to those people. So they want me to do it. And they want me to take down whoever. I'm not. It's like watching a big guy get beat up. I don't like that. I don't like all the little people that he could beat the shit out of enjoying watching him get his ass kicked. I'll do it on my own terms. We don't need a moderator. That's so stupid. We're adults. I can have a discussion with somebody without a fucking referee. And why shouldn't I benefit my own channel? Do it on PeerTube where you can say what you want without risk of being taken down, you know? So I will debate anybody. I'm not doing it on Ralph Retort because I don't like his audience. They talk shit about my children and stuff. Like, you got mixed race kids. And like, you got those opinions because you're mixed race. I'm like, oh, yeah. Not because they make sense. It's because of uh, racial teleology. That's what it is. So stupid. Another person of purebred, which I doubt you're going to find. I'm nude for you. You're all mixed. 
could say the exact same things. And then what? What's the argument? Nothing ad hominem to say, so they run out of things. Gudmunder Thor Carlson for three. Thank you, John Bolton, for the Benjamin, by the way. That fucking makes the whole the whole thing worth it. It's weird. I see one on this side and not the other. Oh, gold tier. Wildflowers on the gold tier. Awesome. I think that's for entropy, though. Carlson writes, uh, read this with your thickest... Southern... Oh, sorry. Um, thickest Southern accent. I guess you could do it like a Louisiana one. Read this with your thickest Southern accent, please. No, I can't do it too thick. I can just do my normal Carolina one. Well, the government agents are hunting you down. Sometimes shopping trips need to be cut short. Well, the government agents are hunting you down. Sometimes shopping trips need to be cut short. Yeah, if you're getting hunting down by government agents, you gotta skedaddle. I reckon you gotta pop over yonder, jump the General Lee over the creek there, and let the cops slide in and go into the big drink. I don't know what y'all think the South sounds like, but most of it sounds like how I'm speaking right now. That is the Southern accent. The one you think is the Southern accent is the one with a real long draw, but that is a very small minority of Southerners. And it is a accent that exists down there, but the amount of twang I have, like when I'm drinking or talking to another, like pug, you know, the way pug sounds, that's about maximum twang. Uh, more than that, someone's pouring it on, or they're from some real rural town. Sal for 25 says, Buddy. Your favorite Confederate Yankee says, What's up? Favorite Confederate Yankee. Well, I don't know, man. Reed Coverdell and the Jackmans are Yankees. They're, they're kind of my favorites. After Sal. <laughs> now, I don't think you're a Yankee just because of where you're from. There's a lot of people from the South that are still Yankees. Their parents are from the North or whatever. You know, a lot of people in Florida are Yankees. A lot of people in Northern Virginia are Yankees. You know, and there's a lot of people from like Kentucky or Maryland that I would consider Southern culturally. And um, you got rednecks everywhere. West Virginia is still West Virginia is Northern, but come on, they're they're just as Southern as Virginia, if not more. And I think when you go way north, like Maine and stuff, you start getting into redneck and nice country too. It's more of a city versus town thing, I seem to think. Um, Texas is about half and half. you got Southerners and Yankees and kind of Westerners. It's its own category. So, you know where redneck comes from, right? Logan County, West Virginia, Redneck Rebellion, Blair Mountain. A million rounds of ammunition fight the federal government. That's almost the second civil war. <laughs> but Yankees in attitude. Just like Redneck. Rednecks live everywhere. There might be more of them in the South. But you, you can be... In, Bumfuck Ohio and be a 
high level redneck. And you could live in Austin, Texas and be a fucking Yankee from ear to ear. It's just a like fast talking, selfish, greedy, you know, a Yankee. I prefer rednecks over Yankees. It's kind of like, because I can deal with those easier. You can be straight with them. Yankees fucking lie and exaggerate. They can't help it. They lie about shit that doesn't even matter. Everything's always the biggest, the best, the number one, the tremendous. The, like the way Trump talks. New Yorker types. I just, I'm sick of it. Anyway, thank you, Sal. The voter fraud is real. It's caught on tape. It's been on Fox News. Does anyone care? They will not. It won't matter. We've reached the point where it is like the end of history. They used to do things and lie about it. Now, they don't even lie. They're like, yeah, so? At least they lied about weapons of mass destruction. They just invaded Libya because they said, we're doing it. We don't have to explain ourselves. We have the power. At least Republicans have to lie to other Republicans because a lot of their base, a lot of those Christians and stuff, need a reason. Now, they're easy to fool, but at least you have to fool them. They don't want to do bad things. They just kind of haplessly do it because they don't know (laughs) that you're you're lying to them. Wildflower587 sends a 25. There's nothing worse than a Yankee redneck, lol. (laughs) it's hard to be both but you can have a Yankee redneck that's a weird combination where they're like a greedy lion son of a bitch uh, and also a redneck at the same time usually they don't meld because Yankees are snobbish and rednecks for all their faults are not snobs Uh, they're pretty self deprecating but a lot of them are a little bit holy roller and stubborn as fuck, and they got their faults. But Sal for five, buddy. Who killed the president of HT? Oh, I get it, Haiti. Uh, what's going on in Haiti? We're gonna talk about Haiti and South Africa too in the next stream because I'm interviewing a nurse that lives in South Africa who couldn't even get to work yesterday. They closed the road. I forgot what. It which road it was she told me though we're going to be doing an interview about South Africa and then I'm going to explain Haiti because that's a mouthful but yeah the shit has gone down CCP's involved with that one Uh, and you're seeing the great chimping in South Africa I saw an interview this black guy wearing a mask from South Africa and he was it was they panned over I don't know if it was drone footage or whatever it looks like a fucking tornado hit. I don't know if it was a mall or what it was, because you couldn't tell. Like Everything was fucking broken and just thrown all over the place. This guy is just standing amongst the ruins. And it really looked like a, a, a big storm, tornado, or hurricane had just flattened this place and scattered things. And it, was, it wasn't a hurricane. It was Nibba's. Uh, just went in, looting, stealing. And this black guy was like broken with sorrow and saying where am I supposed to work now and earn money what am I supposed to do because of these criminals 
And that's the thing. Like, you might as well went ahead and looted with them because now all those stores are closed. You won't be able to work there. And all that stuff is gone anyway. It's like the Israelis say, well, if I didn't take it, someone else would. But no, he did the right thing. He did not participate and steal a flat screen TV or a bunch of shoes or whatever the hell. It, it looked like San Francisco. That's how bad it was. Like a San Francisco Walgreens where these gorillas just go in there and take luggage and knock everything off the shelf into their luggage and then just walk out the store. Like, mm-hmm, I got my free shit. And they feel entitled to do this because the media has told them over and over and over again, you don't have stuff because of racism. They're like, no, that kind of behavior is going to cause racism where it didn't exist before. Because people see hordes of people, mostly of a certain color, all acting in such a belligerent, degenerate way, it's going to make them racist. It shouldn't. You shouldn't judge an entire category but what some of them are doing. But they will. And it really sucks for the ones that aren't participating, that want to work, that don't, you know, want any part of it. You're still going to get judged by it. Sucks. And, of course, it sucks the most for the store owners and stuff to, uh, what are they going to do? All their crap got robbed. You think they're going to open there? No. They're going to go to another city or pack up and leave. Or they're just broke. Whatever. And it's going to turn to violence. Like you can hit and rob and loot so many times, the cops don't do anything, and eventually people are just going to shoot you themselves. Because they see no other solution. If you don't accept dialogue, and there is no policing or worse, you defund it, uh, what's left but to just Rittenhouse them all? It's kind of like the censorship. You steal all this money from people and limit their voice. They can't speak to you. They can't take you to court. There is no legal means. So you end up with like that Iranian lady that showed up at YouTube headquarters with a gun and just started shooting people and then shot herself. She had nothing to lose. And then you see her videos, her exercise videos. There was nothing wrong with them. The ADL just had some Iranian canceled because they're from Iranian. Her videos really didn't break any of the TOS things. But they didn't care. They're just like, cancel this person. It's a sport for these people. DJ Cogdell says, saw a video inside the mall in South Africa and every store was ransacked. Except a single bookstore. Nope, that you got fake news again. I know what you're talking about. That bookstore was torn up. They, What they did was there's before and after video that someone edited. And so they showed the after of all the stores and then they showed you the before of the bookstore. But I saw the after of the bookstore. Those windows were breaking and they just threw the books all over the ground and stuff. So they weren't stealing books so much as they were just destroying the store. Going in and throwing books everywhere and there's water on the ground and all the windows are broken. It's a bookstore with a red and white sign, right? That's what you're talking about? It was like X something books. Uh, no, they they destroyed the bookstore too. You got to be careful. with That's that's two fake news, man. You had a, a graph that only had 2,750 participants and then you had the uh, edited video. I saw those. They're on Telegram and Discord. 
But yeah, they are breaking and they're destroying everything. Restaurants, shoe stores, cosmetics, books. I don't know how a bookstore can barely make it in the digital age. But I guess people still read magazines and stuff. Books just don't sell like they used to. Because of ebooks and audiobooks and just competing with, you know, infotainment, it's pretty hard. The older generation will still buy books. They're used to it. They like that medium. I'm one of those people, but uh, I don't see younger people reading books. They still read. They're just reading online, you know, all day for hours. They're reading online, but they're not reading a book. It takes up space. It's whatever. But I, I would encourage people to do it because... Um, the quality is a lot higher most of the time than what you're going to find online. Yeah, we're selling t-shirts and all that too. Most of that money goes to the French though. <laughs> I've asked Risky, if you print these in China, you can be Teasley and keep the money. But for months now, I've been saying that and... Uh, they haven't even checked to see what the prices are. So I'll put it out to some of you guys. Do you have a place that prints shirts and stuff where you around you? Um, the problem is we'll have to mail them out. But uh, I don't know. If you own one of those things, we'll, we can split the profits. You know, preferably inside the United States. I already have one in Europe. There's one I was using called American Apparel or something. I think the guy got me tooed. That's what I heard. I got some books on Amazon. Welcome to the USSA and the separation of business and state and White Peace, which I co-authored. I get no royalties from White Peace, but it's a good book. You should get it. And we got audiobooks on the website, ancreport.com. ACReport.com Um Calendars and so on Oh we haven't checked the calendar in a while Because we were banned for a week A lot of stuff happened in the beginning of July too There was the Of course the anniversary of Ghislaine being arrested The anniversary of Epstein being arrested John Paul Jones's birthday Uh Oh the Battle of Chippewa We missed that one the Bikini was invented on the 5th too of course, there's Independence Day. Uh, so we're skip. We gotta skip all along. Well, seventeenth tomorrow is the anniversary of Dr. David Kelly being murdered in the UK. Um, the twentieth is a holiday in Japan. It's called Water Day. I think the kids get out of school on that day. At least my older son does. And then the Olympics start on the twenty-third, and it'll be televised only. So stupid. Because you can go to a Japanese baseball game. It's a limited crowd, but you can go. But not an Olympic game. Because <laughs> they, they trust themselves. They don't trust foreigners to mask and take PCR tests and all that. They really think we're just so low. It's terrible. Denver, or not Denver, Dever says... This clip from No Agenda Today had a clip of a guy in South Africa on a megaphone or radio telling the looters to attack Indians and whitey, not blacks. Well, you know, that, that guy's racist. And there's an MP3 that he linked. I can't play that in the middle of the thing. 
but yeah, I don't, I don't doubt it. Uh, there, some of these people, their whole life is defined by racism. Like everybody fucks up in their life. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody struggles. There's always been a point in your life where because you procrastinated or you didn't study whatever you fucked up, you got a bad grade or you did, you were late to work or you did something bad, right? But you learn from that and you improve and you overcome just like sharpening a pencil. You got to resharpen that thing sometimes, right? You're doing well and but then you do well again. Well, if the media is offering you excuse like, oh, none of this shit's your fault. It's because of your race. Everybody's secretly prejudiced against you. Then you have a way out. You got an excuse. Oh, that's because I'm black. Whatever. And if you take that excuse, you don't improve. And then you continue to suck and you still blame it on everybody but yourself. That kind of attitude is conducive to failure. And it's self-fulfilling because the more you fail, the more you're convinced it must be because of racism. It just isn't. If anything, you have it easier. People expect less, so if you even give them a normal amount, you'll be promoted so fast. Because all these companies want the image of diversity. You're like, yeah, we got a black manager or whatever. They love putting that person out in front. And that's a prejudice too, but it's a positive prejudice. It's one that works in your favor. Like in Japan, since they think less of us, if I just show up to work early every day, like all the Japanese people do, it's expected of them. They have to do it. But if I do it, and all, I'm not, I'm not being earlier than them. I'm just five minutes early every day, on time every day, which means five minutes early. Oh, I get all heaps of praise and promoted so fast because all the other foreigners are fucking late. And I understand why there's this time I'm, when I have to meet another foreigner. I'm like, well, it's a white guy, so don't worry. We got another 15 minutes before they arrive. Because they're just incapable. They're, oh, oh, man, and there's always some excuse. And I'm, ah, but I knew it. And they don't see how that looks when you do that over and over and over again. So if you're a black guy in America and you're just on time, they're so happy and if you're a white guy in Japan and you're on time, they're they're shocked. Wow, they this one came on time. Which is fucking normal. Ought to be. But it ain't. And I have experienced this stereotype myself. I'm always early to stuff. But none of my colleagues are. There's a couple that'll come on time, but I'm telling you, every time there's a meeting. So I used to teach special ed and I used to uh work at a university too then the whole range of the educational system over here in the beginning <laughs> you'd be meeting at a train station and it's me maybe like one white girl and a bunch of Asians and every fucking foreign guy is late and they've got like coffee and shit in their hands so I'm like so you stopped to buy that and I was like that ah oh, you need my coffee I'm like, well, it didn't work because I don't drink coffee and I'm on time and I didn't stop anywhere and I didn't wait in line. If you need that, get up earlier, make yourself a cup at your house, drink it, get it the fuck out the door. 
What's so hard about being on time? This isn't a complicated thing that takes years of university to learn or something. Be on time. Now, if you got six kids or something, or, you know, some, I get, okay. I get it. But if you're, like, a young man with no children and no, like, you need to be on fucking time. Always. Don't traffic me this, that, nothing. Especially in Japan where there's mass transit. You either get on this train or the next one. And if you're not there, that's your fault. They they don't piss me off as much as the motorcycle people, but that's number two, people that are late for everything. And I hate it when they always make it. Just say, I'm sorry I'm late. It's my fault. Just fucking man up and a woman up and say, yeah, I'm late. I'll try not to do it again. Don't say, well, I uh, this and couldn't sleep. Don't give me a story. Everyone else got here. You think they don't have shit happening in their lives? It's so narcissistic. Be like, oh, only you. Only you had a bunch of shit happen and couldn't get here on time. I'll accept it if, like, the train broke down or a hurricane hit or something crazy. But most of the time is you didn't leave your house soon enough because you're procrastinating or watching TV or overslept or whatever. That's what happened. Yeah, just show up. <laughs> Friends should show up on time. Nah, I'm telling you, man. Same thing when I go back to America. If I'm in L.A., especially, like, my friend will be there or whatever. And I have friends in the chat right now who I met came on time, you know, because they're older and they just, you know, are responsible. But the other people we met in L.A., how many hours late were they? How many? Just you know, take a guess. Right? I ended up at a restaurant all day because everyone was supposed to meet there. I had lunch with a nice couple and a friend of mine that I already knew. And we went to that guy's house. And we're hanging out over there doing card tricks and stuff. Drinking Jack. Having a nice time. We get called back to the restaurants because the people who hadn't showed up just now showing up. And we're like, where are you? Like, damn, we already ate and left and... And oh my god so I go back there fine you know I'm, I'm only here once a year or less meet them then other people who still hadn't come come after that group so I just and I wasn't even hungry I'd already eaten twice so I ended up eating three times and then fourth group comes so I had dessert and like that's how long it took everybody to get to one place and this isn't the 405 and shit this is in Huntington Beach actually and I just thought, God, I hate marijuana. Because I know that's what it was. They're incapable of a schedule. And I'm thinking, man, you don't need to go to school. Like what, millennials, the shit you're competing with, just be on time. 90% of the people you're competing with, out. Like you're, you're the one. You're hired. Oh, you know how to be somewhere at a certain time. That's 90%. Just be, am I right? Hey, business owners, <laughs> back me up. Just hit one for yes or whatever. If you just be on time, that's pretty much most of it. Because that's how fucking low the bar is. We don't expect you to know stuff. Can you be on time? 
Mm. Can you speak proper English and be on time? Because that's enough. Like that's like, hey, that's that puts you ahead of almost everybody. <laughs> All the ones, yeah, exactly. It's shocking. And why do we put up with it? The Japanese would be like, "You're late," and like for the third time, if you're late, they're like, "Go kill yourself." Because that's just a shame. They'll show up sick, like wearing a mask, dragging themselves in, still coming early. Fucking blood coming out of their eyes, everywhere, ready to work. And they'll get sent home, but they're still expected to show up. Now that's extreme. What? That's Japan. Oh, the further south you go, the closer to the equator, the lazier people are. They're just... Mexico, God. You're lucky if... Oh. Tuesday? Oh, I thought, you know, they just don't come sometimes. No work ethic. <laughs> Someone just said the French. Uh, no, come on. They they eat for a long time, and they're contrarian, and they talk too much. But the French work, and then they go on a strike. <laughs> but they work before that. Yeah, I don't like it. Oh, my Lord, Arabs, too. Like When I'm in Australia, it was almost entirely like Lebanese and other Arabs. All of them relate to everything. And we come up, oh, I'm on Arab time and laugh about it. And I'm just deadpan looking at them like, I flew here from Japan. Actually, China, because I had to go to China first to sit in an airport for 29 hours and then fly to Australia. And you can't get the fucking lunch that you invited me to come to. And come in laughing about Arab time. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm not going to talk to you. See, you're late. Tough. If you're late, apologize for it. No one wants to hear your excuse. If they want to ask you why you're late, they will. You say you're sorry. Why? What happened? Yeah, well, and then whatever your thing is. No one wants to hear it, especially, oh, I have my Arab time. We just, you're just expected to not, fuck that. Why would you indulge in negative stereotypes? I'm a, I'm not like, hur, hur, I'm just a dumb southern cracker. I do the opposite. I display my flag proudly and properly and just drop truth bombs and intellect. And people are confused. We get held to a low standard too. He's got a draw, but he's very articulate and he knows lots of stuff. Yeah. This isn't the movie Deliverance. I don't know where you got your image of the South from. Deliverance and Forrest Gump are Hollywood fiction. Hmm. Yeah, Hawaii is slow as shit too. The Irish um, have a very strong work ethic. They just drink a lot. And they might show up with a buzz or drunk, but they'll be there. Which isn't bet good enough. I'm like, at least you're here. You're boozing, but you made it. You know, like... <laughs> God. 
Now, a lot of those Irish, uh, Irish Catholics, especially, like they, they get their shit together and come. They work. They're proud of working. They're ashamed to not work. Like, why aren't you working? I like that. I like that Protestant work ethic too. Is uh, a lot of Brits and stuff. Not the soccer hooligans and all. They might be dumb as a bag of bricks and don't know how to cook, but at least they show up on time. <laughs> I'm pissing everyone off tonight. <laughs> anyway, what are we going to do? Voter fraud on tape. Who do you go with this? The media won't touch it except for one guy. They just break the laws and they don't care. We could have these Dems that fled to D.C. getting arrested should they return to Texas because what they did was illegal. All we want is voter ID. I mean, they're the ones doing Jim Crow. They're like, oh, it doesn't matter. We're going to let illegals vote, dead people vote, and Democrats get to vote more than once through the mail. That's okay. Republican GOP will spread its cheeks and grab their ankles. Say, thank you, sir. May I have another? They bend over for everything because they're afraid of somebody yelling racist at them. Like, that's kryptonite. R -r I'm going to call you racist. Racist. The word has no meaning. People screaming that are the same motherfuckers that just went and, ha and looted a store and had like a bag full of shit that they stole from someone else. And they have the audacity to yell racist. So it's like, you're a criminal. And you belong in a cage. Sal says, Italians, Irish, Polish, Hungarian, Yugoslavian, Greeks... The hardest working New Yorkers. Um, well, it's not Yugoslavia anymore, but I know what you're saying. Greeks are hard workers, really? Okay. Because I worked in a Greek restaurant and... Uh, hmm. <laughs> I mean, at least they're on time. But they work real slow, I felt like. But they're there. Polish, Hungarians, yeah. Yeah, pretty good work ethic. It no one's. I think Japanese and Germans have very good work ethic, in my experience. Um, and uh, South Koreans in South Korea. I don't know about the ones in the U.S., but Japan's just very high work ethic. Uh, but then they never go home. <laughs> they have FaceTime. And that's not the app. Tyler Aruba, why do Americans complain about their anxiety or want to kill themselves? Mostly younger crowd, but everyone sucks at work. Um, only the Ted Manifesto readers work hard in Montana. <laughs> yeah, that's another weird thing is um, I've experienced that in the U.S. too, where you're at work and your coworkers complain all day about how much they have to work. And they're not working any more than you. Oh, I gotta work on Saturday. Oh, oh. It's like, yeah, you work on Saturday. It's called being a grown-up. Damn. Work harder on your own business then and take Saturday off. What? Whatever. You can't just... You're not a, a kid forever. They're complaining about how hard everything is and eh, it sucks. and It's like currency to whining to each other. I hate that stuff. I'm like, shut up. I don't want to hear you whine. Do your damn job. I'm like, I was an old man even as a kid. 
Shut up and do your job. <laughs> You're already here. It's not going to be any easier if you whine through it. Mary Poppins your way through. You know, spoonful of sugar. Find a f some way to make what you have to do anyway more fun. Because you have to do it anyway. <clears throat> I don't think that's just an American thing. I think there's a lot of people that complain about that. As far as wanting to kill themselves, uh, I don't know if that's strictly an American thing either. It's people just... A lot of men do that. They don't see a future. The main reason people kill themselves is they see no future. They're in something that they can tolerate, but only if they think it'll get better later. And if they don't think it's going to get better later, they don't see why they have to live. If someone feels stuck, and they're like, they'd have no romantic life, they have no um, financial prospects, they have no whatever, and they're just like, yeah, I'm out. Hey Dizzy, 101. Hey Ryan, thanks for all your hard work, truly. By the way, anyone seen Fred lately? Uh, might need to check up on our French friend. Uh, I haven't seen Fred re recently. Is he in the bigoted arena? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's in the yellow vest riots or something. Um, I will check on Fred. He's on my Skype. FirePixie3 says, I think you Israeled some chaps, brah. I did? Let me see. Oh, no, I got him. Steven Tucker, better than blueberry time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, you're right. Better than blueberry time. They say they'll be there at 9 and show up 11 minutes late. Oh, shit. And then they celebrate in the parking lot. Gunmunder Thor Carlson says, do you know what they call a quarter pounder with cheese in Paris? <laughs> and he wrote something in Arabic. I think it's Royal Mil Algebin or something. I don't know. But that's funny. What do you call a quarter pounder with cheese in Paris? Is a joke from, I think, Pulp Fiction. But it just ends up being like, or whatever, something in Arabic. Yeah, they've taken over that city. Uh, did I miss any others? So South African nurse coming on later, most likely. I've got uh, some older videos that I put up on vid.ancreport.com. There's one I was interviewed by somebody called No Apologies. He also got Israel from YouTube and um, is on Alt Censor or whatever. We found a video. I was the first person on his first show. It's still a good one. That's up there today. And what else? We're going to talk about Haiti and South Africa later. Just voter fraud had to be... Uh, how many times was I saying it? They cheated with mail-in. They just printed ballots. Fucking obvious. And now it's on film. Why won't they allow the audits? Trump's suing them. Project Veritas is suing them. They had a small victory, by the way. Twitter tried to move the case over to California, and they said, uh -uh. they're still having it in New York, which is still pretty fucking shit Libby, but better than California, so it's going to be in New York. Um, you know, they canceled Project Veritas over nothing. They just didn't like them exposing CNN or whatever, so the, I think they got a slam dunk case. 
And that could open the door for reinstating a lot of channels. That would be something. Anderson Paladin says, did you see lightning took down George Fentanyl's mural? God himself doesn't have the patience for Black Lives Matter's bullshit, Lamo. <laughs> I saw the headline for that, that lightning hit, that hit a mural. I was wondering, what was it made of? I thought a mural would be just paint on a wall or a statue or something, but apparently lightning hit George Floyd. Guy can't get a break. I have a picture of him. Uh, it was just moments before um, he swallowed all his fentanyl. Here it is. Yeah, right there. He's uh, He just swallowed all his drugs. He's already starting to cry. This is moments before he would die on the asphalt of a heart attack from a drug overdose. Which was blamed on some stupid cop who took a knee because they're trained by the Israelis. And that's what they do to Palestinians. But that part of the story has never been on the news. And it never will be. It was a brick building. and got hit by lightning. Well, we had lightning here. And this is rare. So thick and bad that it was nighttime when the lightning hit. There was so much lightning all at once, it looked like daytime. The sky was light blue, all that. It looked like the sun was out the side. And we had spider lightning, if you know what that is, where it's jumping like in a circle in a cloud or a cluster of clouds and all flashing like blue and orange. White lightning was hitting it so thick and strong, it lit up, not just a flash, it lit up the sky for like two and a half seconds daytime and back to nighttime it was wild and two of my children slept through the whole thing now they sleep <laughs> yeah he was more dead than alive he's worth more dead than alive his family made millions I mean it's like they got rid of a meth head gun toting uh, counterfeiting criminal and got millions of dollars because of the way he died. It's sad. Oh, somebody on Skype. All right, well, we're going to do commercial. Not a greed month. Ground producer has the pride. Patriotic projectile party pops. Got some up to the brown people making trouble for the empire. Replace them with a charred freighter and a cloud of white smoke. So remember... Your next geostrategic boondoggle going awry? Don't call us. We'll call you. Introducing Cognitive Interrupter Alpha. Oh yeah. Oh no. Oh yeah. No. Scientifically formulated by men who look like doctors. This supplement has been proven in over one and a half studies to heighten critical thinking while simultaneously preserving your myopic Abrahamic nationalist worldview while still keeping you on a short leash of ignorance and fear. Results may vary from person to person. May take 104 weeks to see lasting results. Before it's appear, Hey Doc, what the hell is this? I don't know, but it don't look right. Please contact your local Jonestown chapter. And remember at checkout, select auto ship for a sweet 45 degree win. The globalist Luciferians and their Islamist supplicants are pouring across the borders of several Western nations, including our own. The thrust of their zeal threatens to violate the sovereignty of our way of life. 
but we can never let it threaten our bodies. Presenting Homoguard, a male chastity phallic blocker. It's designed to prevent any jihadi penetration to your rectum while applying moderate pressure to the prostate gland to promote your masculine vitality. Homoguard. It is also equipped with an array of nodes to detect the brain activity of any potential Wahhabi salami near you, which will silently alert you with a subtle vibration. Homoguard. This is a true breakthrough in health and defense, but don't take my word for it. Homoguard made me feel safe, but I'm insecure in a whole nother way now. I never knew just how many Wahhabi terrorists were near me all the time. Thanks, Homoguard. It's not a stretch of the imagination that our own bodies are under threat of an invasion, because Homoguard has stretched out far more than that for me. We can and will defeat the globalist scum on the home front, but we need to make sure we're well protected around back. Homoguard. Want a casual dining experience that's as creepy as it is fun? We have an abductable, shit, delectable selection of cheeses and sauces. And don't forget hot dogs. <laughs> Featuring wholesome live music entertainment that's... Alright, I pulled it up for you. Check this out. George Floyd. George Floyd. Right where his head was, you can sort of see his chin still. I mean, his head was in the middle of that hole. Lightning really hit him right on the crown that they put on top of his head because, you know, he's a king. He was kangs and everything. Bam. Knocked down all the bricks. If that ain't a sign. It says no signal or something. He got zapped. Oh well. Yep. Lightning strikes again. <laughs> Checking the big arena. Sal from five says, I forgot to tell you. You seen Al Sharpton at JFK Airport? And I started to scream at him, Tawana Barley, Tawana Barley. Juggle the name if you don't know. Brawley, Brawley. Why did I say Barley for? I know, uh, I know somebody named Tawana Barley. I know Brett Barley too. Tawana Brawley, Tawana Brawley. Screaming that at Al Sharpton, the uh, racial grievance industry kingpin, Al Sharpton. Get Black Lives Matter, um, written by a black author, by the way. It's a good book and goes all over Al Sharpton and that crew. And if you want to Google that or Juggle that name, I will drop it in chat for you. It is right. Ciao. Bam. Lightning is racist. It must have been white lightning. Math is racist. Peanut butter and jelly is racist. You can write blah 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 is racist. And there's something written about it. It's the most clickbaity thing there is. Yeah, no false idols. Boom. Here comes the lightning. Someone wants to entropy link in chat. 
Well, we got two moderators that can jump on that. I think I'm going to move off and go over to Discord. So, or should I do Telegram today? I don't know. Um, Telegram or Discord? I'll be on one of those in a minute. If you're going to have a Kyle level shot, oh yeah, Kyle took three shots. So whenever you say Kyle Rittenhouse, you have to take three shots. But yeah, that lightning hit him right in the fucking crown. Good riddance, man. They're moving General Lee out of the park. Fuck George Floyd. He was a criminal. He's a criminal. He shouldn't have been allowed outside of his cage anyway. He'd been selling drugs four fucking times. He pulled a gun on a pregnant woman. He was doing breaking and entering, stealing people's stuff, using counterfeit money. He wouldn't get in the car when he got arrested. And he overdosed. The cop involved is in jail and will be the rest of his life. Then that's all you can do about that. It had nothing to do with race. Derek Chauvin's an asshole and he's in prison. But he doesn't deserve a statue. And neither does Floyd. Like, what did he do? A bunch of crimes. He was about to drive a car while he was high on meth and taking fentanyl. He could have run into someone and killed him. Fuck George Floyd. He doesn't need a mural. Neither does Bianca Taylor. Like, they shot a police officer. Shot through a door. If you want someone who's arrested who's innocent, who deserves a statue, it would be like Julian Assange or Mordecai Venunu, something like that. Not fucking Floyd. Discord. All right, I'll go to Discord. Voluntarists. Three, censorship is the tool used when the lie loses its power. They censor everyone because they're afraid. They're afraid of losing the monopoly. They're afraid of, of the narrative taking a swerve. And the only people left on YouTube are the ones that avoid Israel. Either they stick up for it or they avoid it. And that's fine. Those people don't have to talk about Israel. But just know that's why they're allowed. Because you can say things about Biden or Trump. Actually, a lot of people also got censored because they talked about COVID-19. That's another no-no. The Kuf and the Israelis. Those are the two like protected classes. We talked about all of the above, <laughs> which is why I've been banned on everything. We're on our second Discord channel, so I'm going to be going over there. I will see you bigots in a few minutes. George Floyd is almost as ugly as Mayor Lightfoot. If I had not seen Mary Lightfoot's ugly fish face and someone drew a picture of her, I would, say, I would think it was a caricature. I'd be like, that's racist. That's fucked up. Like, no, that's exactly what she looks like. Same thing with George Floyd. His nose and lips are so big that I would think, what the fuck, dude? Don't draw shit like that. And I'm like, no, no, no. That's real. And I look and I see it. It's like Charlie Kirk with his giant head and tiny face. I'm like, oh my God, that's a real person. Unreal. Peace. This one won't be staying up. <laughs>